That's working. Do you know what? My microphone didn't work because I'm too hot. Now, I'm about to make you all very hot. If you think, if you think that the chaos belongs to the kids, just watch what I'm going to make you do now. For those who sit on the ends of the row, you, oh, they've gone. No, they haven't. You will see, oh, look, she's doing dancing with it. Um, my notes. And if somebody can bend down and pass them along their line, then we'll all be happy-ish. Okay? And then I'll give you 30 seconds to do that. And then you wave your hand if you haven't got one. Is everybody happy? You bet your life we are. Do you know what this reminds me of? Teaching practice. Teaching practice. Now, I trained as a teacher. And there used to be a little lad called Paul. And Paul used to see me struggle to try and get the class to order. And he used to stand up, all four foot three of him, and he'd go, shh, shh, to try and get everybody to settle down. And of course, you can guess, all it did was to add to the chaos. Now, if you're a trainee teacher, at some point, the examiner comes to see you strut your stuff. Sure. I'd got the class working beautifully, and I thought, this is good, they won't be able to fault me. But the examiner knew better. And he said, Miss Morrissey, I'd like to see you bring the class to order. And I thought, uh-oh. It just so happened that he made that request just where my little friend Paul was sitting. And not a word was exchanged between Paul and I. We just used our eyes. First lesson, eyes do a lot of work, for good or for ill. And so we wait for the examiner to sit at the back of the class. And I nod to Paul, and Paul stands up and he goes, shh. And of course, there's absolute silence. And at the end of the lesson, the examiner says to me, Miss Morrissey, I've never seen anything like it. And of course, I resisted adding no, and neither have I. <laughs> um, it's an important story, that, partly because during the weekend, I already know you will see me going, shh, because you're full of life full of vim. Praise the Lord. But it's also an interesting story because as the weekend goes on, I hope you'll be thinking about lots of ideas that might make sense for you in your place. And you might think, mm, but we tried that. And every time you're tempted to say, oh, we tried that, remember that every situation is different. So on that occasion, although Paul had tried shh countless times on my behalf, 
there was one occasion when it worked. So every situation is different. But that's not what I was going to say. Give me a, give me a image, will you guys? Thank you. Um, I just want to take the boss here. Fab Fabian gave me 20 minutes. I reckon I've had eight of them. I blame it on you. Um, I want to look at Jesus. Jesus, the man. I'm also going to take my coat off because it's not just me sound, me coat. Me. Are we all going to get hot in here then? Or is it just me? Right, okay, well, listen, there's a limit to how much you can take off. <laughs> Nothing after your vest. I want to just use about 12 minutes thinking about Jesus the man. Um, Jesus the man who we know really about two, three years of the way in which he went about. Some people use the term how he was performed, how he performed. That's not an idea of putting on an act or putting on a show. But it's how he thought about he needed to behave. And of course, that's a prayerful issue. Um, and maybe it's a calling for all of us. All of us are involved as Christians thinking about how we want to perform, whether it be at home um, or in the wider world. So I want to list, and you've got the list of things that I'm, I'm going to run through, about the way in which I've seen, through reading the Gospels, the way Jesus performed. Next one, please. And it's this one about eschewing power. I don't think I've ever used the word eschewing, other than in this context. And what I think I mean by eschewing is... He didn't choose it as his method. He could have done, but he kind of says, no, that's not the way. And I link it with him being in the wilderness, you know, those 40 days. Now, the context of that is that Jesus, at this point, had been part of John the Baptist's crew. Because, of course, John the Baptist was his cousin, second cousin, all part of, you know, a network with a very powerful message. And, of course, John the Baptist was almost the last of the Old Testament prophets. Because he's the one who's saying, repent, turn round. Gosh, I couldn't we do with one now? Repent, turn yourself about, don't be stupid. And he says, because John the Baptist says, you've got to repent because God's going to get angry with you. Wrath. Wrath. How do you say it down here? Wrath. 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 Anyway, Jesus obviously thinks and struggles and finds that that's not the message that he feels is the one that speaks of the true God. And he goes for 40 days. And all the temptations that we hear that he is subjected to are all to do with power. Be a celebrity. Throw yourself off the roof of the temple. Get a lot of money. 
and use your money to get your influence. Take on the armies. And of course, you then pick up this business about thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to exercise power? Is it the way in which the world exercises power? What we get the first clue is that Jesus is going to do things differently. And you pick it up. Um, just as Jesus is going with his disciples and Jesus has decided that he's going to Jerusalem. And he reckons to prepare his disciples for what is in front of them. And he says, I'm going to be taken and I'm going to be put to death. And of course, Peter hears this and we read that Peter takes him away from the group and he says, now, be confident. We'll rise up, we'll take them on, we'll overcome, we'll fight them. People will all do what they can. We can do it, there's more of us than them. And what does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. You think as the world thinks. So we have Jesus in his performance, not using power in the way in which our world presumes to use power. And then he takes account of people's context. Um, have I got anybody who's good at reading? Because I could read this, or I could read that, but I'd have to put my glasses on. Um, so can I have somebody who can see it reading it out? Off you go. Yeah. As he looked up. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Thank you. Keep hold of it, because there'll be another one. Thank you. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Thanks, <laughs> Lise. I find that really intriguing because we're going back 2,000 years and here we have someone who says, do you know what? A context matters. There's not a rule that cannot be broken that just applies to everybody. Context matters. Possibly the first glimpse in the whole of literature where we get context starting to matter. Next one, please. And then, of course, this one, and I don't really need to illustrate it because it, it is just at the heart of our Gospels, that Jesus subverts the taken-for-granted ways of the world. In fact, he does that with that poor widow. He doesn't just say, make allowance for somebody else's context or situation, he actually says, do you know what? Her minuscule contribution is right up there. It's right up there. Extraordinary. And what we see is that Jesus is one of the first thinkers in the whole of global literature and historic literature 
who explicitly rises above them and us thinking. And he does it in relation to women, and he does it in relation to the Gentiles. There couldn't be a more kind of contemporary message for us about them and us. No, we are all in it together. And that distinction, them and us, is one to cast away. Next one, please. And then the wide fraternal relations. I'm sorry about the sexist language, but English doesn't allow us to do anything else. But because Jesus is able to say, we can call God our Father. In fact, he says more. He says, get, get up close and personal. <coughs> call God Abba, Daddy. But he says, because of that, that vertical relationship, there is also by implication that wide fraternal relationship that everyone becomes our brother and sister. And at this point, I'm hoping you're getting a bit goose pimply about just how awesome is the performance and the teaching and the demonstration that Jesus gives us. But it doesn't finish there. Next one, please. Jesus avoids tit-for-tat behavior. Now, he'll stand his ground. He knows how to be assertive. But what he's learned, and what, or did he learn it? Did he invent it? But this curious fact that Jesus keeps asking questions, 307 of them recorded in the Gospels that Jesus asks. And then there's a little quote from Richard Raw. Um, who writes fabulously, answers, answers give us more of a feeling of success and closure. Easy answers instead of hard questions allow us to try to change others instead of allowing God to change us. That business of questions rather than answers certainly demonstrated in Jesus' performance. And had you ever noticed what Jesus' final command was? Put down your sword. Put down your sword. Extraordinary. That was the last commandment, the last instruction, the last requirement that he gives us. Thank you. Next. And then we have Jesus who shares all that he has to know all that he has to give through story and analogy. And of course, that means that he's encouraging us to think for ourselves. Um, instead of letting some snake tell us what to think. And of course, that's an echo of what goes on in the metaphor of the Garden of Eden. Because we think that the first sin is Eve eating that apple from the tree of knowledge. But actually the first sin is letting some snake tell you what to think. It's actually the capital sin, the deadly sin of sloth, 
not being prepared to think for ourselves. Um, and so we get Jesus in the way in which he communicates stories and analogies all the time suggesting, think for yourself, puzzle it out for yourself, along with those 307 questions. And then, this is my favorite, that he invests in the most unlikely. <laughs> and I could have chosen any number of images there, but I kind of quite like Zacchaeus, that little fella who's up a tree, who thinks that he's out of the flow of things. And Jesus says, excuse me, I'm coming to your house for tea. Oh, don't you love it? Next one, please. This is over to you. Not necessarily now, but over to you over the weekend. Um, what do you think for yourself is the most, is your favorite aspect of the way in which Jesus performed? As I say, for me, it was his investment in the most unlikely. Um, So what is it that really warms the cockles of your heart? And the reason why I say pick out your favorite, it's because that might be the foundation of your future calling, your vocation. Because what we need to acknowledge is that there is so much grace in our situations, in our context, that we're not called to do everything like Jesus, but there's sufficient grace for us just to act on what is our favorite and to make that our particular calling. So over the weekend, um, think about what is your favorite aspect of the way in which Jesus performed. It might not be on the list that I've offered. There are other things as well. Make that your own. But in order to do that, I suggest that you take the time to read one of the Gospels from beginning to end. Because one of the things that has happened is the way in which we are fed in our Christian lives is little gospel gobbits, little chunks. But actually, the real pace of the gospels and the distinctive performance of Jesus really only comes to the fore when we read our gospels as, as an entity, as a complete flow. So I reckon it'll take about an hour so this is the opportunity this weekend um, to take that hour, any of the Gospels, and just read it as you might read a story, but looking at this extraordinary, distinctive way in which Jesus performed. Now, in order for that to happen, I must stop, and at this point, I do. Thank you. <laughs>